0: Yo. we are live we are live ladies and gentlemen tonight we got the one and only the airbnb property manager of jacksonville there are some others but they're not this guy right <laughs> so tonight we got mark marcellus on with us live as you guys know we come live every single tuesday 6 30 p.m eastern um tonight is just me Dom is is, uh, holding down the fort at a conference uh, with some other team members. So tonight it's me and Mark, and we're going to be talking about Airbnbs, Airbnb property management. What is Airbnb? Why should people invest in Airbnbs? And why is it becoming such a hot thing? Um, And Mark also manages all of our Airbnbs. So recently here last year, um dom and i started buying some rentals we uh bought our first rental in october of last year and it was a turnkey airbnb that mark was already managing so we'll talk a little bit about that and then we expanded and bought some other ones and now mark is managing five uh airbnbs right now that are live um and then two are underway that mark is bugging me every day like yo you're missing out on money until these go live. And so we're going to be talking about all of that and then what's to come. So I feel like I've talked enough. Mark, can you share a little bit about what you got going on right now? If it's okay with you, I like right now for people to brag a little bit, not in any bad way, but or any cocky way, but just so people know that we really bring movers and shakers on this show. And Tell them what you have going on.
1: All right. Well, um, uh, hello, everybody out there. Uh, I am just a guy that got started with Airbnbs. I can kind of talk about that later on. And we've worked our way up to 104 Airbnbs. It is not just me. I have a whole team of people um, on staff and partners and help and contractors and just, you know, just a lot going on. I did not do it by myself. And as a team, we collected $2.8 million in rent last year.
0: Jesus.
1: Uh, almost exclusively, you know, through Airbnbs. And we've just been growing it quite literally one Airbnb at a time. Wow. You know, got a real <clears throat> humble start uh, with just, you know, one little arbitrage unit. I paid a friend of mine uh, 1400 and. $50 uh, a month to get started. And we put that one out on Airbnb and it's just been going one at a time since then. Lots wow. of mistakes along the way. Yep. And just, you know, learning the hard lessons. So you're managing 104
0: Airbnbs. Mm-hmm. Well, short term rentals. Right. 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 And I know uh, Airbnb has kind of become the name for short term rentals because of the
1: platform. Um it's it's very similar, like when the name of the the brand becomes the name of the product. Right. Like nobody right. says, hey, give me a tissue, they say give me a Kleenex.
0: Right. Where Kleenex uh, is
1: the brand yeah. for the product.
0: Yeah. Nobody yeah.
1: says, give me a cotton swab on a stick. They all say, Give me a Q-tip. Yeah. You know, uh, and so when we say Airbnb, what we really mean is short-term rentals. Right. You know, uh, because we could have it out on Airbnb. We could have it out on VRBO. Um, we have a new channel that we're experimenting with called Homes to Go, and then of course we have our own private channel, a channel that you know people can book with us directly. Gotcha. Um, so, 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 yeah. how
0: did you fall into short-term rentals?
1: Um. Yeah, that's a really cool
0: story. Because so f- from the community, like you were like one of the first ones, at least from what we see. Right now, it's becoming everybody's getting Airbnbs, everybody's getting short term rentals. Blah 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 blah.
1: Well, I did find some people that that you know had Airbnbs long before I did. Okay, I I I jumped in in two thousand seventeen. So in the middle of of two thousand seventeen. I was having a modicum of success in a prior business that I had in the insurance world. And, you know, I, I was, you know, kind of keeping afloat I was paying the bills and was having, you know, a little bit of success. And there were some of my counterparts in that business that were just absolutely crushing it, Mm. you know? And, and, and just, there was just this one time I'll never forget when, you know, my wife said to me, Look, these guys are talking about how they're crushing it. You know what? What's what's going on? You know, mm. what, you know, like I said, why he called you out? Well, I mean, I you know, look, I'm not trying to badmouth anybody. Like, it's just you know, we all have our struggles, and that's one of the things that's very important to women is security. Yeah. So if she sees that we're like you know struggling or just barely paying the bills or something like that, it's like. I mean, who can relate to that? We can all relate to that, one hundred percent. You know, and she's just like, "What's going on? I don't understand why." You know, people you're hanging out with—they're bragging about this and bragging about that—and you know, we're just, we're, you know, we're just kind of getting by, paying the bills. It's like we could be doing something else to do that. And I was like, "Yeah, you know," and um, so on this, you know, venture that 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 we started, right? Um, in that previous business, I won a cruise. It was a Mediterranean cruise. It was really kind of cool. So we flew into Barcelona and then we went all the way around the Mediterranean and wow. we had a really good time. And the president of the company loved to play craps. I love to play craps. So he <laughs> walks in and buys in with like 10 grand. You know, we've each got like, you know, three or four hundred dollars. And just the table went hot, man. And they shut the they They shut the table down early because they didn't want to bring another batch of chips. It was pretty fun. (laughs) So I wound up pulling four thousand dollars off this table. And I used that four thousand dollars to pay for that first little Airbnb. You know? Wow. You're right. Yeah. I mean So that was so your first Airbnb was an arbitrage? It was an arbitrage. Wow. And at the time, b- believe it or not, it was Jeff Weller. He owned the he owned the home. Oh, shit! I called him up and said, "Hey, man, I want to rent your beach house." And he's like, "What is Jennifer throwing you out?" And I'm like, <laughs> "No, she's not throwing me out. I want to I want to rent it. I'm going to put furniture in it. I'm going to put it out on Airbnb." And oh, it's shit. and it's funny because at the time, I even made him an offer. I said, "You know, well, you could do this, and we could split the profits." And at the time, he was really focused on growing his portfolio and growing his mortgage business so he's like no 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 that's fine it's like he literally said you know if if it doesn't work out you know you can just give me the property back and i'll rent it out to someone else like i mean it was just like it was perfect that's awesome yeah you know yeah yeah um and we had a little hiccup getting started but i showed up and i laid the cash down on the table and he's like "Ah, all right (laughs) And he took it. And then uh, now fast forward after I started, you know, he started seeing what I was doing and and taking on, you know, uh, as as an Airbnb consultant, helping other people get started with Airbnbs. I get a call from him out of the blue going, "Okay, man, I'm ready to jump into this Airbnb game. And he jumped in right around uh, like right before the pandemic started. Mm. So we got his set up, and we got it going, and then we, right, right, you know right. we had a few bookings through the holidays, and he got a little taste of it. Yeah. Um. So you know, once I got the first one up and running, I was just, you know, I still had the insurance thing going, so I was doing some stuff there, and you know, I had I had reacquired my my real estate license, so I was making some sales there and and yeah i was wholesaling you know did a couple of wholesale deals and got into a flip and you know i just started you know looking for homes to buy right and so and and that's why you know one of the programs that we have is called one airbnb at a time because that's literally how we built this thing one at a time it was you know um it was just me and my partner at the time And, you know, he was pretty much just like, you know, you kind of take the ball and run with it, you know, give me the distributions when it comes around. I was like, all right, that's fair. And, um, you know, and then we would just look for different situations, bought a place in Murray Hill that had two units and it was doing really well. Um, we had challenges refinancing it. So we had to ultimately, you know, flip that one and sold it and and sold it. Um, and then we, um. um, I went back to Jeff and said, how many other properties do you have? And he had, he's like, well, you know, I got this really big, really big property. You know, it's got five bedrooms. I like, let's do it. You know, and there was an HOA and I mean, I made all the mistakes, you yeah, know? Yeah, man, so there was an HOA and then I get a call from Jeff and they're like, oh man, they're going to send me a thousand dollar fine if we don't shut down this Airbnb. And I was like, okay, well, do you have any other properties? Maybe you know because I yeah, now I had now a, a house full of furniture I had to figure out what to do with it. Um. <coughs> so. Um, yeah. So we pitched that over to uh, another property that he had over in Intercoastal West. That coincidentally enough was close to, uh, close to. Uh, um, well, I mean, it's close to the beach. It's Intercoastal West, close to Mayo Clinic, yeah. close to. Uh, sh- 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 What's that base? Nes. NAS.
0: Mayport. Uh, Mayport. Mayport. Yeah, yeah,
1: And so I moved all the furniture over there. We set it up. He had a he had a crew come in, paint it, get it ready for me. And you know that was like I I don't know the like uh, this one's number three. This one's right, number four. Right. Yep, but yep. you know it was somewhere around three or four. Um, and we got started on that one, and then the following year somebody made a very large inquiry, um, a very large inquiry and he wound up renting that place out for, um, you know, basically rack rate, you know, for seven months. Jeez. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, so, you know, we did a lease and everything and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, yeah, yes. You know? Yeah, Yeah. So, um, so that was good. And, what I started doing was, you know, taking the money that I was making from some Airbnbs and buying another Airbnb or right. doing a, other arbitrage, just getting into other deals. Cause I, you know, you don't have to own the property. You just have to control it. So, right, right. you know, you can pay rent, you can get an <coughs> option, you can buy the place, like, you know, whatever you have to do yep. to get control of the property. And, um, and I just started going, you know, one at a time from the next to the next to the next. And at one point, I started, you know, acquiring properties. So I started, you know, taking the money that I was making and then I was using that to buy other properties. And it just, you know, kind of snowballed. Mm. Um, so of the 104 properties, I own 13 of those doors now. Wow. So there's a sixplex in there. Uh, <clears throat> That was kind of a cool story. The the owner, it was his idea to do 100% owner financing on a sixplex. I'm like, it's just it's just crazy.
0: Um, I'm still waiting for that owner right, to right, call right. me.
1: I was doing an arbitrage. Uh, the most recent house I bought, I was doing an arbitrage where I was paying them rent, and I called him about a problem. He's like, oh man, dude, he was you know a little grumbly. I said, man, just sell me the house. Yeah. You know, so I, I bought the house that Hell I was arbitraging. Yeah. You know, much like Glenn did. Yep, you yep. know because Glenn bought a house that we were <clears throat> we were arbitraging together and um, I want to say at about five or six Airbnbs, like things really started to improve right you know as far as cash flow and everything like yep, that yep. but you know I'm doing a lot of networking events I'm talking to people about Airbnb and they just you know they just don't understand right, it right. and they're like it ah, sounds like a lot of risk yeah and yes boys and girls <laughs> it is a lot of risk. Um, that is a hundred percent true. And that's the first thing you need to know about it. That short-term rentals represents a lot of risk. And somebody at the short-term rental meeting, you were there at the Jack's Rio meeting. Mm-hmm. She said it perfectly. When you're doing Airbnbs, you are no longer just in the real estate business. You're in hospitality. right? And that is right. that, I mean, that is just a whole another ball of wax. So, it's another game.
0: So what makes Airbnbs or short-term rentals risky?
1: Well, um you know, what if they said vacant? Right. What if uh regulators come in? What if the state, the city, the county comes in and says, you know, we want to change the rules on you. You know, right. we want to uh, you know, uh those of us that have read the book would understand, you know, we want to move your cheese.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: and make it, you know, uh you know, not as easy for you to do business. Right. You know, that's right, right, a threat, right. you know. So, um you know, another thing that, that makes it risky is the amount of work that's involved. Right. You know, you can't just say to somebody who's paid, you know, $400 a night, Hey, will you wheel the garbage cans to the end of the driveway? Right. They're going to be like, what? <clears throat> you know, we paid all this money and you want us to take the garbage out? It's like, I don't right. think so. Right. You know, right. so it's like, you know, I have to solve all these problems. Right. right. Um, and you know, we've kind of figured it out along the way. Um, but the real, uh, like. I mean, it was growing and the real turning point was I went to an event, a networking event, and this guy sits next to me and he turns to me and he's like, so what do you do? And I'm like, well, I have, you know, six Airbnbs and, you know, the, I do pretty well with them and I'm, I'm almost, you know, kind of covering my all my bills with it and right. using that to acquire more. I was like, really? That's interesting. I want to, I want to learn some more about that. And, you know, he he's gone on to become a great friend. I mean, we all know him as Glenn Friedman. Yeah. And you know, we've <clears> met <throat> a couple lunches, and he knew I was a realtor. And he said, "Look, why don't you find me a house?" And I want to start this. And we were trying to figure out like, this would be the first person that I helped. Get an Airbnb. Wow! The first person that I set up is like me and my kids set it right, up, and and um, and it looked like me and my kids yeah. set it up. Like I mean, it was literally Airbnb. And that's the one that I bought, six. right? That is the one you bought. Hell yeah, that was Proxima. Yeah.
0: Dude, it all comes back to cash gigs. Right. All roads and, and lead and back. All roads
1: lead back <laughs> to cash gigs. Well, so many of the That's houses awesome. that, that, you know, we get, they, they come off of your book somehow in some yeah. way, shape, or form. Yeah. yeah. But you know, funny story, you know, me and the kids, you know, we didn't do the work, but we we had the furniture delivered. We were setting stuff up, and my daughter was helping out. That's awesome. And that my you do that, my man. son was helping out. And I said, Hey man, I we need to get that piece of stone down to the end of the driveway. Right. And he just, you know, he struggled with it and all that kind of stuff. And then I said, if you get that smaller one, I'll get the bigger one. So I get the bigger one. I grab a hammer and break it up into pieces <laughs> and I start carrying it. He's like, he's like, and this is my son. He says, why didn't you break mine up? Why would you make me struggle again? I looked down at him and I said, build character, boy. <laughs> it's just, it was, it was, you know, it was a lot. That's of fun. awesome. man. It was That's a lot awesome. of fun. Um, so that kind of started, you right. know, the world of, okay, becoming an Airbnb consultant right. and helping right. people do it. And, um, you know, uh, you know, just kind of going down that road and I discovered, you know, very quickly, uh, an interior designer, I am not. So, mm. <laughs> so we brought somebody in and they kind of freshened up the unit and all that kind of yep. stuff. Yep. And it, and it's even been done again since you bought yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and then we found other things, you know, and, and I had done some flips, you know, I've been in real estate, you know, as an adult, basically since 1995, but truly as a teenager, my dad put a paintbrush in my hand and said, come on, we're going to go paint this house. So that really kind of started the venture. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, so I discovered that if I buy a house myself and I have a project that kind of gets away from me, It's like, that's fine. I can take that on. And, you know, I mean, I have one of those that happen, you know, you just kind of deal with it and move on. But when I, I, there was one time I had, you know, um, an Airbnb consultant client and I kind of by proxy became the property, you know, uh, manager and the project manager. And I just discovered, okay, look, my talents lie elsewhere. Right, Right. And that's where the whole thing became all right, if you're, if you're going to have me manage it, it needs to be ready to go before I step in. I want to come in. I want to do an analysis. I want to give you some advice and, and say, do this, this, and this. And then when it's done, I want to be able to order photos and put it out because when a, when a house is photo ready and guest ready, um, you know, with a start to finish seven days, I can have it out on the, out on the platform. Connected to all the technology yep. and, and ready to go within seven days. Right. And actually the, the most recent one that we have live for you is Santa Monica. We actually did get an inquiry in on that one.
0: It's live? It's live. No shit. Yeah. That's Dude, live. and that that's the so I'm the uh I'm the guy who I'm positive about everything. Mm-hmm. Right. And for some reason, if I just focus on the positivity. Everything just happened. Like, if obviously there's negative, mm-hmm. but if you just focus on the positivity, like, so, um, post, post is one that we Yummy. just put live. Yummy. And as soon every single Airbnb that we've put live, as soon as they go live, they start getting booked. Right. And some bookings are sexier than other. Right.
1: Well, but, you have, you have a long term at, at Jaguar. I was looking at it today, yep, and you have yep. a long term at Post. Yeah. So we have so. one one of our houses.
0: Um, and then we'll, we'll kind of get into, cause I want to dig into like the different classes of Airbnbs because not only do you manage Airbnbs, which what everybody thinks of are like vacation homes, but you also manage normal homes mm-hmm. that are used as short-term rentals. Right. right. And I think that's also what people question sometimes, right? Cause I got a house, I mean, off of, uh, in three, two, two, four, four you know, off of 103rd and Ricker Road. And we got two of them, Jaguar's right down the street, Proxima's right there. And these things are just, they're making money. They're making yeah. money.
1: Yeah, they're killing and, it. And so... And, and that, just, that just speaks to the business model of the market that's out there. Right, right. You know, um, it's a product that's out there that's competing with, uh, that's competing with, you know, the extended stays, and with the hotels, yeah, you know, and, uh, and you know, who is our client that's going to come take a house like that? Right. There are some families that, you know, their mom lives on the West side and they want to be close. Yep. And that yep. does happen. And yep. they travel They or they come in for a funeral or something like that. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so that, that will happen as well, but you know, they're not coming for a beach destination. Correct. You know, and, um, you know, I negotiated a deal with, uh, with a business owner here in town that wanted to put a work crew in two two properties. So there's a property that's beautiful. It's right off of uh, University Boulevard. It's actually a commercial piece of property with two private homes on it. The homes wow. were completely renovated. Oh, um, wow. So we negotiated a deal, you yeah. know, on both of them. And he just kept on. He was like, you got to work with me. You got to lower the price. I'm like, no, man, really, I need to, I need to raise the price. Right. Like you're putting... You know, eight people in one house and nine people in another. Yeah. How many hotel rooms are we replacing here? Right. Like, right. this is a steal. This is a bargain. Agreed. You know? Agreed. And yeah. so, yeah, we worked it out. We got a deal. It's a two-acre piece of property right off a of university. Yeah. Like, who even knew there was a two-acre piece of property off a of university? Right. But right, it's, right. It's, bu- yeah. it's really is beautiful. That's awesome. And man. so, so yeah, I mean, and, you know, so workers come in and, and do a lot of things. So, we like those you know, commercial shovel ready products, Yeah, you yeah. know, pro- and, projects. And what's and,
0: cool is we've owned, I think on Proxima, we've owned that long enough to have repeat clients of that yes. same type of customer that you're talking about. Right. Where we've had uh, the same company book out the house months later. Um, and it made me think because my brother and I, we just did like a wholesale uh, retreat. Here in Jacksonville, yeah. and he rents out the same Airbnb every time we do it, right? Um, and so it makes me think, like I am also building. Well, we are building mm-hmm. those same uh, repeat customers. Right? So, did,
1: did you visit the Airbnb that he that he rented? Yeah, did you benchmark it a little. Does it have a pool? Hot tub? It did
0: not have a pool or did a, hot, a pool tub. Or no. hot tub. No, okay. it's a duplex. Okay, um, off of Sixth Sixth Street or Sixth Ave. Um, out, of the out or, at the beach, or, okay, yeah, yeah. out at the beach. Okay. Out at the beach. Yeah. Um, and they, uh, they rent out the same one every single time. And we do the mastermind inside the Airbnb. Right, so it's pretty right. cool, but it made me think I'm building up those repeat people also. Oh, right. Cause they're 100%. just like, yeah, I'm going back to Jacksonville. First thing they think of is I'm going back to the Airbnb that I already booked. Right. I know it. I know the area. I know the guy easy. They know me, blah, 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 blah. Um, so I didn't think about repeat customers in Airbnbs. And then when I thought about the one at the beach, I was like, Oh shit, I've had repeat customers in
1: Proxima. Well, one of the things that we're actually working on, um, is we're going to get a barcode, like a scan code, you know, those little scan things, right. And we'll actually post it by the front door and it'll say, you know, book direct next time for a discount. Oh, hell is here. Uh, And then that'll, like, you know, generate, you know, an existing client. So, like, you know, it's against the terms of service for somebody to reach out to me and then book direct, right? Right. But if they reach out and they book and now they're a client and they happen to see a scan code that says, okay, go directly to my website, you know, uh, and then they can book direct. Like a right. book direct and just oh that's awesome. Click the button and go. And we have had some direct bookings on yours as well. Yeah. yeah.
0: Hell yeah. So what does the day-to-day look like? Right, managing hundred and four short-term rentals all over Jacksonville. Um, what what does the team look like? Like what are the headaches? What are what are the issues that
1: arise? Sir, um, and- sir, sir. We're in real estate. There are no headaches in real estate. Okay. Get into okay. real estate they said. It would be fun they said. There are no headaches. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. 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 <laughs> so no issues. It's right. all easy. No it's it's all it's all uh, you know rainbows and uh, gumdrops. Yeah. Um now certainly uh, you know a lot of issues. You know a lot of things come up and a lot of things happen. Um, so, you know, let's start by like, kind of like outlying the team. Um, so I have somebody like my phone goes off so much that if I want to be in the field, I need somebody else driving. Right. So that like, it's just, it just goes off so much. And I love my father-in-law to death, but he's just like, I don't understand why don't you just wait until you get to where you're going and then answer all the fun. Like they just come too hard and fast and in our world, in the hospitality world, it needs to be handled instantly. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and so that's one thing. And that's kind of where I focus. I was like, all right, well, let's just, you know, find somebody that can, you know, I, that can kind of be with me when we're doing property management. Then it kind of morphed into, well, now they're helping me, you know, that kind of stuff. Right, Right. And I, you know, I'm working on, you know, further development plans, which I need to be, I work from home, but I need to be kind of like in the office more doing more things, you know? And so then it turned into, I heard a driver to, Hey man, now you're the one driving around, Mm. you know, and then one or two days a week I'll go out into the field myself because I have to lay eyes on it.
0: Right. Um,
1: so essentially, you know, sometimes he's a driver and sometimes, he's a property manager, you, right, know, is that, you right. know, and that's just, that's just kind of how it goes. Okay. Um, so that's, you know, that's one employee that I have. And one of the big projects that I have is I'm working on like you had a mastermind Yeah. I'm kind of working on doing something similar to that mm. and working on training people, you know, to do Airbnbs. And we we'll, you know, we're definitely the part two of our little get together here. You know, we're going to have more, you know, to share with you on that. And I'm, you know, I'm working with uh, Frank Spalding on, on that project. Shout out to Frank. Big shout out to Frank. In the crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, manage uh, more from the home office, if you will. Right. And then um, we're doing everything we can to get our third virtual assistant cranked up. Uh, So I use virtual assistants when i was in the insurance world i had a virtual assistant that started with me i think she started in 2013 2014 something like that so i mean she's she's literally been with me that long wow. and so i converted her from doing work on the on the insurance to doing work on the airbnbs dude that's crazy so they monitor the app they're they're watching it um you know i'm kind of filling in Yeah. You know, the property manager is watching it and filling in, you know, and and that kind of stuff. So right now there's two people doing it full time and a third coming on board. Wow. You know, because it's just, you know, it just gets so busy. Really, I want three of them on staff, two of them on call, or two of them working on projects. Right. You know, at any given time. Yeah. Um and that's So what are their
0: work schedules? Because I so I'm a co-host. Mm-hmm. Right on some of the stuff that we manage mm-hmm. or that you manage with us. And I see the inquiries come in at like freaking eight o'clock at night. And, and there I see them. you replying. Right. Right. And then they're going back and forth to like fucking 10 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. So what, how, how do you have that team structure? Like, are they just working 24 seven or like not 24 seven? It's,
1: it's pretty much 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. And, yeah, but it, but I mean, it's not, I mean, we all got to sleep. Um, and there are, there are two incidences. I mean, I could write a book with some of the scary things that have happened, but there are two incidents that have happened, you know, kind of like overnight Mm. where like there were problems and the whole team was asleep. Um, but you know, that's two times in five years, you know, we just kind of get through it. Hey, I'm sorry. Let me offer you a credit,
0: Yeah. you know. Yeah, uh, I mean, is it,
1: right. kind it's, of
0: like, what are you going to do at that point?
1: So or? we had this door that the contractor that put the door on put a closet, uh, uh, put a bathroom door on the front door instead oh, of a closet shit. door. So it locked. Okay, but the little bishmoogie. Yep. To use a Greg Brady term, <laughs> the little bishmoogie that unlocks it is on the outside, not on the inside. Oh, so this man. guy comes home, he's drunk. It's three yeah. o'clock in the morning. I can't get this thing open. I'm like, bro, you just grab a penny and turn it, and like it triggered him, you know, because he was drunk. He's like, yeah. you're telling me I can open this thing with a penny? Blah blah blah. And then, yeah, that was that was real fun. <laughs> and then, you know, strangely enough, another the other incident was a drinker too. Yep. the guy showed up he had an uber coming home and the lock didn't work right so he manually closed the lock and then walked out a different door and manually locked that one oh, shit. newsflash guys if the lock is not working yep. and you manually close it you have just well, locked yourself out yep. so he's like texting me he's He's literally outside in, in like 38 degree weather and it's raining.
0: Oh my God. You gosh. know,
1: there's, it's, it's just, it was, it was bad. Okay. I can understand that he created the situation, but I, I even said to him, you know, look, there's a key hidden on site. You know, the problem was, is that he was texting me like from five. Basically, like three o'clock in the morning, yeah,
0: yeah. and
1: I didn't see the text until five o'clock in the morning because I finally heard my phone go off, right? And I'm like, Well, he's like, It's wet, it's cold, it's raining. I'm like, Well, didn't you like go into the garage? Like, there's a shed on site, like, you know, if I were like wet and cold, I mean, I I might even risk walking into somebody else's garage and risk getting shot, like, get out of the rain, dude. I mean, Right, right. But in that in that shed was hidden a key, and that gotcha. got him in. And I, I was really concerned about him because yeah. of some of the things, like I said, I could write a book about some of the oh, stuff. Oh man! We just recently, last week, literally had a lady who said, "You know, I've got to go somewhere, but you know, my cat has special needs, and the cat can't come with me. So I'm going to go somewhere for four days, and I'm going to leave the cat alone in the house." And I was like, like. Who even thinks about oh stuff like that? God. Yeah, right. Like, you right, know what I'm right. saying? Yep, yep, yep. And and there there it is again. Get into yep. Airbnbs. <laughs> It'll be fun. They said, you know. Um, so that's another piece of advice that I have for people: is try one and make sure you like it. Right. You know, it's not for everybody. Yeah. Flipping ain't easy. It's not for everybody. Wholesaling ain't easy. It's not for everybody. Try it and see if you like it. Yeah. You don't like it. No harm, no foul. Right. You know, I just had a I had a guy call me today. He's like, I just I'm just not digging this Airbnb stuff. I'm like, all right, that's fair. No big deal. Right. I'm closing on a house tomorrow. I need furniture. I'm gonna try and buy Hell all the yeah. furniture. Yeah. That, yeah. You know, it's all package deal. You know, I just send somebody in, and I've got everything I need. Right. I'll right. freshen up some towels and sheets, and I'll yep. be done. Yep. You know? so, oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, so yeah. Uh, you know, right, right. So like you, you know, looking at looking towards the positive. Correct. You know, the negatives yep. out there. One hundred percent. It's it's out there. Yeah. So we yep. have to deal with it anyway. Yeah. You know, and that's that's kind of. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully that answered your, your yeah. question or I, either that or I just rambled too much.
0: No, yeah, yeah. No, I but, love it, man, because I think it's 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 important to understand that it's not all sunshine and rainbows. Right. But if you take the risk, what are the rewards? Right. And I yeah, want to get so into that's, that. So, so like, that's a perfect. So why why do people get into Airbnbs? Yeah. Why, why do, do it do, then? why do i love it so much why do you love it so much right like yeah. what what are the rewards if you do take the risk
1: okay well i i mean you know look you you can do the math right like if i'm if i if i'm collecting 2.8 million dollars in rent and i own a handful of those airbnbs the rest of them i'm collecting 17 percent. you know i have virtual assistants that you know I, they don't reduce my cost all the together but you know they do make a difference. Yeah. Like the financial reward is there. Right. So essentially, the best way to think about it is, is that for every dollar you would make um, as a long term rental, you can make three in the short term world. Right. Right. But the catch is, is it costs you one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because like I said, down to I've even got to try and find a guy to go and wheel the garbage back to the end of the, you know, back to the end of the curb and back, you know, all that kind of stuff. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So if you could double your income, right, what would you go through for that? Right. What would you tolerate?
0: Yeah. You know what I'm
1: saying? Um, has every single one that I started, you know, worked out perfectly? No, that, 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 you know, that's part of the risk of the business model. Has anybody ever caused damage? Yes, nothing devastating, yeah. but it's part of the business model, yeah. and we actually work into our pricing something to kind of offset that. It's a really cool idea that my tech guy. Um, oh, that's right. I didn't talk about how I have a tech guy, but a tech guy that does you know all my tech. He loads up the the photos. He he, he like you know he basically coordinates all of it, and um, so. I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. We'll edit this part
0: out. (laughs) (laughs) No, but but we were getting to... um, The reward, right? The reward. Okay, so
1: for every dollar you make, you'll make three in the short-term world. It costs you one. All right? And everything that you go through to double your income. And so let's look at kind of like a generic example. If you've owned a property for six years, you have an $800 mortgage payment on it. It would rent out for say 1200 you know something like that that's a 400 400 cash flow yeah well that's real solid okay but <clears throat> then when you end up making 2400 on it yeah right now what does that do to your cash flow you know now you're cash flowing 1600 dollars a month right right so you know the reward is there it's a lot more work and i knew that going in and and i mean just time and time again, I was like, man, if I'm going to make this kind of money yeah. off of that kind of investment, the ROI, were through the roof, cash on cash. I mean, I can't even use a cash on cash calculation right. with the right. sixplex because it was the owner's idea to give it to me at a hundred percent owner financing. Right. Infinite return. Right. right. Point. It's like, you can't, yeah. it's like, <laughs> yeah. 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 you know what I'm saying? It's no, like that's the, awesome, the calculation doesn't even work. Right. And, um, you know, that's kind of like, like where it's led, right? You know, right? And to me, the juice was worth the squeeze. Agree. You know, I'm super Agreed. excited about the house that I found in Mandarin. It's a Mandarin Pool Home. It's got a pool. It's got a hot tub. I know exactly how much it's going to make. It's going to perform well. You know, even when the other properties are struggling, it's going to perform well because there's a lot of people that um, that uh, I've got a buddy. He says. When I'm looking at VRBOs and Airbnbs, I don't, if they don't have a hot tub, I don't even, I don't even look at it. You know, he doesn't have a hot tub at home when he vacations, he wants a hot tub. Right. There's a lot of people that feel that way. And there's also empirical data. So homes without pools, whether they're in a, whether they're in a quote unquote vacation area or not homes without pools versus homes with pools. You know, they get about a 40% bump with the pool. Wow. But the crazy thing is is that homes with pools and hot tubs are outperforming homes with just pools by another 30 percent. Jeez. So we so, need to pull, so we need to put a hot tub at Pembridge. 100 uh, percent agree. Oh shit. And, oh, and if you, way, and if you a, look at the numbers it's, it's worth it's worth 30 percent increase in revenue. Right. Of course. So, okay. So 30% of, you know, eight grand, you right. know, right, that's 2,400. Yep. If a hot tub costs you 10 grand, you know, eight grand for the tub and two grand in electric work, you're getting, you're getting your money back in, in four months. Right. Right. Yeah.
0: It's, Oh, that's insane. Yeah. It's insane and, and returns
1: to show how,
0: I don't, I don't how shocking the numbers are. As far as the money that we feel we're losing by not having the Airbnbs booked, mm-hmm. the pool that we have um, in one of our houses that's in the middle of getting renovated, its a pool. it has a pool liner. So we couldn't get a pool company to go do the pool liner. So I didn't tell you, but we're just fucking converting that shit. Because so we can't...
1: Rip the pool liner yeah, out. Yeah, ripping the pool liner off out.
0: Shit. Yeah, so we're just Just gonna spray it in. Yeah, we're just gonna convert it to a concrete Marsite pool, Mm -hmm. um, and it'll be done in a month. Okay, so it'll be completed with the rehab, so it'll be ready. Uh, But we did that because we know from what we've been experiencing on our few Airbnbs that we have, yo, every month that this is not live, we're losing five grand. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So for me to wait eight months for this pool liner company to go do that that's 5 grand every month that we're losing on so we're just like screw that you know luckily we're blessed to be able to make that initial mm-hmm. investment but for us like anybody thinking like screw that I'm going to wait for the pool liner company right cuz it's not you know I got I just tripled my pool cost to redo this pool mm-hmm. but I just know because I've seen it as soon as a house goes live bookings just start coming, you know, they just, they just start coming. And so, yeah, so we're redoing that pool instead of a liner remarciting it, whatever. Um, Because we've seen the immediate response to the market. As soon as a property goes out on Airbnb, you start getting inquiries, you start getting book bookings Mm -hmm. and then out of nowhere, you start getting the, you know, the, and this doesn't happen for all of our Airbnbs, but it's happened multiple times now. We've only owned them, I mean, for like five months, right? And we're getting the the 20-day bookings, the 28-day bookings, right? And you're talking about the rewards. And, I mean, Jaguar, we have a house out in Jaguar on 32244. That monthly rental is probably like about 1200 1300 bucks, mm-hmm. Um Do you remember what we booked that nightly uh, for the 28 days, the fee by any chance?
1: 202, I think it was.
0: 202. So we we got a booking for 28 days at 200 bucks a night. Mm -hmm. Like that is right there, the, the two, three times income that you can make on an Airbnb as opposed to a long term run.
1: That's out. a home run and in between we want the base hits. Correct. So Correct. we had somebody that stayed there and they paid rack rate for like three weeks. Yep. And yep. you know that that's a that's kind of like, you know, a, a, a deep base hit. Yep. You yep. know, and then somebody's gonna come along and rent something for like one, two, three, you know, uh four months or have yep. a big project going on. I just rented a west side pool home. Yep. you know, for a year. Yeah. to an insurance company.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's just, you know, those you, are, those, that's like the ultimate home run because right. we have a lease. Oh, hell yeah. So, hell you know, hell yeah. it's, it's like, we don't, we don't have to play the, the tax game, you know, yep. Yep, uh, the short term tax game. So I, it's just, you know, and the, just, the insurance companies, you know, they have plenty of money for that and there's yeah. a claim on their house. 100%. And if they like our house, you know, they're good to go. And I've, you know, I've, I've, I kind of stumbled into it, but, People have asked me, you know, how do you get these people to know to contact you? Right. And my answer is, well, wouldn't you like to know? But (laughs) it's not a big secret. It's like I just know where to leave my cheese for them to find me. Yeah. You know? Right. Um, It's it's got to do with my pricing strategy. Um, It's got to do with my customer service level. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot going on. My job, when an insurance company reaches out to me, is to make myself the easiest guy for them to ever work with yeah Yeah. and those are the people that are going to plug my number into their cell phones and they're going to call me when the next one comes up it happens time and time and Mm. time again glenn has two or three of them right now jeff has one um you know you've had one before so like i mean it's just it's i come from you know a thought process of abundance. It's not if this happens again; it's when. When, right? You right. know, the insurance yeah. company—they have money, yep. so they're the ones shelling the money out. Nobody's getting hurt for it. That's what insurance is. The actuaries—that the, those insurance companies are making money no matter how many, how much they have to pay in claims, right? Because they're collecting more in premiums than they're paying out in claims. It's right. really that simple. So their whole game is we just have to insure more people than we have claims. Yeah, and it's yeah. a it's the law it's the law of large numbers. Okay, so, so what do you think
0: makes you who you are? Like someone to have the mindset of just like, all right, this is working out. Like most people would just be like, all right, cool, this is working out. I got you know five six Airbnbs for myself. I'm uh, good, right? Or you want to grow it, but hey, I'll buy one more every year, two more every year, whatever, right? Like what is that mindset or like what made you any podcasts, any books, any seminars, whatever? Like what makes you who <laughs> you are? All of the
1: above. Um, so we'll start with the books. There were there were three books that I read that absolutely changed my life. Okay. And you don't realize it at the time, but thinking back – yeah, you know when I was, you know when I wore younger man's clothes, like almost, you know, even younger than you. Um, I read a book called "The Richest Man in Babylon,"
0: mm. um, and I,
1: I want to say it's like George Clayson. George Clayson. Yeah, yeah, George yeah. Clayson. And it's amazing to me what what I learned about money, yeah. debt, um, all that kind of stuff, and the goddess and how- of luck yes the goddess, the of, goddess luck, right? of luck and just and just how it all applies to today mm. and how it kind of you know when you get into when you get back into a corner how do you dig yourself out
0: right you know right. back
1: then there wasn't a bank you didn't take your you didn't take your stuff you know to yeah. a bank and it was nice and safe that stuff was sitting right yeah. here yeah. and if it got <clears> stolen yeah. your your shit was gone yeah. like you know and if you had gold, you had gold. If you had silver, you had silver. If yeah. you had copper, you had copper. That was that, you know. Um, uh, but the principles are just the same. And that's always stuck with me. Mm. Um, now, later on, when I was doing the insurance thing, you know, they were talking, uh, you know, they would really encourage us to read and, you know, develop and like learn new skills and things like that. So, you know, my mentor at the time is like, Man, you worry about this and you worry about this. Why are you worrying so damn much? I'm like, I don't know. It was like, it's like so, so, so what? Like, if all that happens, what then? Mm. I'm like, I, I don't know. And He's like, here, read this book. And it was um, how to how to stop is it how to stop worrying and how to start living. It's a Dale Carnegie book, and like just this concept of okay. And they talked about people who went through like horrendous things, like nothing like what I was going through. But but the concept is just the same. It's like, okay, somebody's coming after you, somebody's suing you, somebody's doing this, somebody's doing that. XYZ is having it really doesn't matter what it is. Like as devastating as it could be, it really doesn't matter what it is. The concept is, okay, just what's the worst case scenario? Right. What is the worst case scenario? Mm. And then just assume that's going to happen. Right. And then rebuild. Wow. You know? And one time, one time I told my wife, she's, she was concerned about some things. And I said, I said, you know, just take it all away. She's like, what do you mean? I said, take it all away. And me, you, the two kids, Yeah, we can just restart. Right. You know, that's the old adage. You know, my kids ask me all the time, what do you want? What do you want for your birthday? What do you want for Christmas? Like, don't you get it, dude? Like, you are the gift. Wow. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's, you know, kind of like, ah, oh, there he goes. Dad joke. blah. But I really do feel that way. Yeah. You know, that is one of the huge blessings of my life as my family.
0: Oh, that's you know? awesome, man. That's beautiful.
1: That just, you know, it kind of, it gets me going. Yeah. yeah. So when you say, why do I do what I do? It, you know, I just remember <laughs> thinking, it's just, it's just a mind expansion. It's like a muscle when you get it stronger, you know, like you can do more with it. Yeah. So um, it's always, it's always been checkpoints, you know, Mm. man, you know, okay, I'm just going to get to 10 and then reevaluate.
0: Yeah.
1: I get to 20 and then reevaluate. Yeah. When I was at 35, I was like, oh man, I need help. I can no longer handle this by myself. And that's when I started hiring. Yeah. Right. And that's where I got my tech guy and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But my tech guy, took me from, I think by the time he came along, we were at 45 homes and all, you know, all the way to 104. Wow. So it's not like mission accomplished. Now we're looking at, okay, so how do we expand from here? Right. What steps do we have to take to be able to expand from 100 homes to 300 homes?
0: Yep. Yep. You know
1: what I'm saying? Um, and, and so it, it, like, and it all comes from some of the books that I've read, from some of the experiences that I've had, yeah. from some of the people that I hang out with. You know, right. Pat Lynn he gave that really powerful speak, not, you know, the, the, the you know, two, uh, two, yellow, two, birds two ago. yellow birds ago. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, you know, expand your vision. You know, right. you got more room. You got more in you. And that was when I came home and said, Man, I see it now. Yeah, I see a path to 200 homes. I see a path wow. to 300 homes. Yeah. It's a lot of work, and I got to hire people. I got to put a team in place. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know, Frank has made no bones about it. It's like, man, you got to, you got to figure out a way to step out and, you know, yeah. let this thing grow. You right. know, right. And um, the third book that I read um, was um, Secrets of a Millionaire Mindset. T, T. Harv Eker. Oh, yeah. So I'm reading this book. And this guy, like the number one thing that I said to myself when I was reading this book, I was like, I would love to be sitting in a bar talking to this guy because he was just like so down to earth. And that yeah. came across in his book. Yeah. And so, you know, I-, I learned about buckets, you know, uh, I learned about separating money, like when money comes in, separate it like before it hits, you know, yeah. You may yeah. have heard that it's kind of similar to the concept of you know pay yourself first, yeah, you know yeah. that kind of stuff, um, you know. But I mean, as a business owner, you know, I I don't do that. I don't pay myself first. I pay yeah. my vendors. I pay my vendors before before I was I, I had a vendor at my house last night collecting checks. Yeah, I'm like, man, I'd pay you before I before I'd pay my mortgage. Yeah, right. Because without the vendors, you know, my my business suffers. Agree. You know, and Agreed. then if my business suffers. I can't make the mortgage payment nohow, so it don't mm-hmm. matter. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the concept of separating the money out, you know, early, right, right is powerful. Because then I have it available, you know, the money is, they're soldiers. Yeah. They will yeah. march and go to battle yeah. and win yeah. wars, you know. Uh, and I, I put them to, you know, I put them to better use if I have them set aside, in reserve and you know kind of got to figure things out Yeah, Yeah. and um and it's it's powerful it's powerful i take you know um from that i mean essentially it's a third of the money is set aside you can use that to pay taxes you can use that to you know whatever right and um you know a third of the money is you know for operations and then you know a third of the money is to kind of pay the bills yeah Okay, well, newsflash, man, that's going to work if you make $2,000 a month or $20,000 a month. Right. And, you know, this is, this is going to sound weird, but people always have said to me, you know, well, you know, my third isn't enough to pay the bills. And it's like, it's okay if you just get into the habit of doing it. Yeah. Eventually it'll work itself out, right. Right. you know, and then you can, you know, you, you can move your own money around yeah. Instead of having to rob Peter to pay Paul and get all the apostles involved.
0: Right. Because
1: right. everybody sees, you know, the victory. Nobody realized that there was a time when I threw my bills up in the air and paid the ones that landed face up.
0: Yep. You yeah. You know,
1: and then just set the other ones aside. We'll get to them. Yep. Well, the bills aren't getting paid. Well, it doesn't matter. They're not getting paid anyway. Yeah. Like, you know, and just these concepts, you know, one one of the greatest concepts in that book was, when he you know, went on the teaching circuit and the, and the books and all that kind of stuff, and he became wealthy, his mom had kind of a, a value, like part of her value system was, well, if you're rich, you just have to be an awful person. Mm. So what does he do? He buys her a condo on the beach in Hawaii. And he's like, "Well, I accomplished two missions there. I yeah. get rid of my mom for six months out of every year, <laughs> and she no longer thinks that that rich people are terrible people because right, I bought her a right. condo." Oh,
0: that's awesome! And I,
1: that was uh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. great stuff. So, you know, just just a lot of things like that, and right. just you know, learning to take action. You know, yeah, you know, just yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Just so, take the
1: take the step forward, and then figure out the mess later.
0: So you have this, um, oh, real quick, Mark has a quick question. Does an above
1: ground pool
0: done nice perform just as well as an in-ground pool? Well,
1: I don't really have any data on that. Um, we're looking at a different type of pool that you dig a hole, like three feet is underground, two feet is above ground. So all the plumbing is above ground, you know, and then you just build a deck up to it. Gotcha. So we're looking at installing one of those. Um, I would say a really nice one, um, and if it had a pool heater, um, yeah, you would probably get some some bang for your buck. Right. Um, you know, you have to really look at what the maintenance is like, and yeah. you know, if it if, if it fails, you know, what happens, you right. know, that kind of right, stuff. Right. But okay, yeah, yeah,
0: sure. yeah, awesome. So. So you have all this going on. You're managing 104 doors and you're getting inspiration from, from Pat Flynn, who's telling you to do more, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Which is great, right? It's a great concept. Everybody can do more. Think bigger, right? right? So what is, so what is next for you, right? Like you have all these properties that you're managing. You want to scale that up. You, You said you saw the path to 200 doors. Um, you're, you're, um, doing the, uh, Airbnb meetup with the Jax Rhea, mm-hmm. right? Um, so what, what's next for you?
1: So, so there's, you know, to expand the existing portfolio, right. I'm going to have to revamp what I'm already done, what I'm yeah. already doing. And I'm going to have to, uh, so my current flow, if you will, is we're handling everything for the clients as much as they want us to, you know, a lot of clients are still involved. You know, some clients have their CFO sending emails every other day looking for transaction explanations, but you know,
0: those must be a pain,
1: (laughs) but you know, it's like, you know, every client has, you know, kind of a different take on how much involvement they want to have. And it changes too, right? Because we're humans and I'm like, I don't want any involvement at all. And you know, that same person says, I don't want any involvement at all, He's like, well, you know, I'm going to Costco on Saturday, know, right? you know, what do you need? <laughs> like you know yep, what I'm yep, saying? Yep. So, so it kind of changes and wanes and waxes. And it's I like, gotcha. okay, well, you know, where, where are the wins today? You yep. know, are you involved mm-hmm. or not involved? You want me to help? You don't want me to help? And um, you know, we just we just kind of and we just kind of get through it.
0: Yeah. You yep. see what I'm saying? So as far as you getting involved with the local community as far as exposing what you're doing, Airbnbs. Um, you gave a phenomenal presentation, by the way, at the first Jax Airbnb uh, meetup. Thank so, you. And at that meetup, you released a couple things that you're working on, right? Um, yeah. So is it okay to talk about that? Is it too soon to talk about no, that? No, no, okay.
1: you no. Know, it's, it's more for part two, but it's, it's okay. So in addition to expanding the, the portfolio... And, and, you know, for the, for the vast part of my portfolio, I'm actively involved. So I have managers watching properties when you say, Hey, this property's photo ready. I'm sending somebody there to confirm. Yes, this property is photo ready. And yes, it's, it's ready for guests, you know, that kind of stuff. Like I'm, I'm trust, but verify. Yep. Right. Um, now there's a very tiny segment of the population where it's kind of like a hybrid, where they're doing the management, but they're just just plugged into my matrix. Okay. So that's my VAs, that's my communication, that's my finding them the clients, that's my coordinating everything. But it's <clears throat> their boots on the ground, mm. right? And that's where there's an opportunity. Okay. Like, so I got to find the people, you know, and some of my competition is doing that, and that's okay. Like, that's their whole business model. They don't do the all-inclusive, you know, white glove management. All they do is you need your own boots on the ground. You need your own maintenance guys. You need your own maids. You need, like, it's everything. It's your baby. You see what I'm saying? Gotcha. Okay, well, then that's different. And that's where the expansion is. Mm -hmm. Because I can just plug them into the network, connect to their thing, get all the technology going, boom, and expand. Now, one of the things that Frank encouraged me to, you know, kind of slow down what I'm doing and not be the guy turning wrenches in the field and changing batteries myself. He said, you know, there's a lot of people out there that have a thirst for this knowledge that Mm -hmm. you have, like, you know, um, and he's like, you have all of this credibility. Like you can show people your performance, right? How many times have we seen somebody Who's out there guruing. Yeah. Right. And you don't even believe they yeah. even got a property, right. much less know how to wholesale one yep. or, yep. you know, anything like that. Right. Right. And he's like, you've got all the credibility. Right. I mean, you can just show them the numbers. Yep. Yep. You know? Um, And then, so that's what we're working on. We're working on a mastermind group. We've got a Facebook group going. We've, you know, we're, I'm, what's like, the name of the Facebook is, group? the name of the facebook group yeah it's up there right there three houses to financial freedom airbnb success oh hell yeah yep. and
0: that's a live group right now
1: yeah oh it's shit live. it's live we're we're cranking it up we're getting started this is the the first leg of you know hitting the podcast circuit and yep. letting people know and we're going to have webinars and we're going to be oh, teaching shit. people to do things and you know i'm going to be you know just opening my books and just opening up my process to people and just saying, look, this is how I did it. Wow. You know, it's, it's perfect. Nothing's perfect, yep. but this is what's working for me. That's you know, awesome. At the beginning I, I, I had, you know, I did everything I could to become a premier host with VRBO kind of like, you know, the <laughs> super host equivalent, if you will. And then we hit Superhost, and the COVID hit and, you know, we've been struggling to get super host back. And people say, to me, "Well, you need to be a super host." Yeah, maybe, but that right. didn't stop me from collecting all that rent. Now, did it? Hell yeah! You know, Hell yeah. So, you know, we just like you said, you know, just focus on the positive, and yep. you know, we'll get yep. there. It's like, you know, it's kind of it's, at some points it's kind of frustrating. It's like literally one tenth of a percent. It's like you got to be four point eight, and I'm four point seven. Yeah, like yeah. you know. I'm, I just feel so inadequate, yeah. but you know it's. I mean, we're going to get there. You yeah, know? yeah. And one of the things—it's funny that that came up because one of the things that really helped us to to become the superhost was when we automated our messaging. Mm. You know, except for the three people that were upset, they were talking to a bot. Right. You know, overwhelmingly the response is like, Oh my gosh, this communication is just like instant. Right. You know, I send a message and then they send a message back. And then when I ask a question, you know, within 20 minutes, I I can tell it's a live person that's answering. Right. And it looks like it's me. I mean, like it's, it couldn't be more perfect.
0: Right. Right. You know,
1: and it's, and it's really, you know, a, a virtual assistant,
0: you know? So, so you have the Facebook group, uh, uh, it's three. Can you can you put the name of the Facebook group? Well, back the Facebook
1: up? group is one Airbnb at a time. Oh, Facebook group the is YouTube one. YouTube channel is three, three, three Airbnbs to financial freedom. Nice. Yeah.
0: Okay. Awesome. Awesome.
1: Yeah, and it's all out there. I mean, it's been scrolling through. Oh, awesome, you know, awesome. It's been scrolling through the whole time. I mean, Perfect. easy to find. There's even a phone number out there that you can text Cash Geeks to. And I'm gonna give out, you know, a kind of like a PDF, a free PDF. It's nine things you have to know to start any Airbnb business. Oh shit! Nine things you have to know to start any Airbnb business. Oh, there we go. Just text that number right there. Text Cash Geeks, and you'll be signed in, kind of plugged into our network. Oh,
0: dude, that's awesome. And this is
1: all stuff. This is all stuff that my man Frank is handling, taking care of, and you know, you know, where we're just rocking and rolling.
0: Dude, that's awesome. And man. we're
1: we're gonna be doing, we're gonna have a booth at the um Jax um The Trade Show. The trade show. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, hell so yeah. that's one of the things I'm gonna be, you know, signing up with tomorrow, as a matter of fact. Nice. So, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so we that's awesome, man. Yeah, so that's that's you know, kind of like where we're going. On. So I'm going into like into two big projects, you know, yep. expand what we got going on. Yep. And, you know. Get into what you know. Here are some ways that we can teach other people to you know do what I'm doing.
0: That's awesome, man. You know,
1: so so what's the best
0: way for people to get in contact with you and 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 stay in tune with everything that you have going on? Is it the YouTube channel, Is it the Facebook group? Is it's pro- it all I would the probably above? say
1: the Facebook group. Facebook group, okay. yeah, the Facebook group because I'm you know I'm kind of tied right into it. Yeah, and yep. I mean you know I'm not secretive. I'm not hard to find. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. It's, it's not hard to find me.
0: That's all, you know,
1: a simple little Google search will
0: do the trick. (laughs) Yeah. So any, anybody watching, you guys have heard for the past hour, we have the Airbnb expert, short-term rental expert here in Jacksonville. And, um, he's getting into education, which is phenomenal, right? Because this is a hot thing out there. Everybody's trying to get into it. Everybody's trying to learn. Everybody's trying to learn the, the risks the pros, the cons. And, and every time I've talked to you, you've been fully transparent on, Hey, it's not all sunshine and rainbows, Mm -hmm. but when it is, it makes everything else worth it.
1: Um,
0: and so guys join the group one Airbnb at a time. Um, and if you have the, um, the code, can you put the code back up? Cash geeks. If you text cash geeks, to that number on the screen, 888-534-6033, you're going to get a free PDF of nine key things you need to know before starting your Airbnb business, which is huge. Um, so, Mark, thank you so much for doing this, man. And and in case everybody doesn't know, this is part one, right? So, when when are we doing part two? Is it July it's, or it's something? It's scheduled.
1: We'd have to check All with right. Mike. It's probably in July, yeah. So...
0: We're gonna have a part two follow-up on this segment so we can see exactly how the Airbnbs are performing. How's the short-term market right now? Um, We're gonna have some up, hopefully, some of the ones that are in project now by the time we have part two. So we'll talk about the new numbers as well. Um, But Mark, thank you so much for doing this, man. You're welcome, man. This has been a lot of fun. Awesome. So. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you're you're tuning in late or just catching on, make sure you rewatch this on our YouTube channel, the Cash Geeks Network. And with that being said, it's Tuesday night, 6.30. We are out.